Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Crisis Point Podcast. My name's Ryan. Today, I'm here with my host, Shane. Hello. And our uh, guest host, Ben. Hello. And today, we also have a special guest, Lucas. Hey, guys. Awesome. So, Lucas, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's awesome to have a top Marvel Crisis Protocol player here for us to interview. Um, so we're going to get into kind of like your TTS season eight run later on in this episode. But, uh, right now I think is a time to get into a, uh, a segment here, Shane, that you've come up with, uh, that you've titled splash central. So I don't know if you've noticed, but all the, all the good podcasts, they all have like a reoccurring segment. And so I was like, what can we do? Because I feel like all the good ideas have been taken. Like, let's be honest. Like, there's not many (laughs) ideas out there. But uh, you know what we can do that's always really fun? Is we can spin a wheel. Yeah. And Because (laughs) what's more fun than spinning a wheel, right? I love to spin wheels. And uh, let me tell you, I have have, uh, copy-pasted all of it. Do you want to explain how this works? Sure. So... Basically, what's going to happen, everybody, is Ryan is going to spin the wheel. Yeah. And the wheel has every character in the game, except Dormammu, because that wouldn't make sense. And whatever it lands on, we're we're going to shoot from the hip one at a time, and we're going to come up with uh, the first thing we can think of, or or the most optimal thing we can think of off the top of our heads, of a way that we could splash this character in another affiliation. Uh, so, So basically anything that they aren't already a part of, um, and the funny thing is we're going to hit characters that are just never splashed and, uh, we're going to have to, we're going to have to get creative and yeah. it's going to be random every time. So, I mean, we don't know what it's going to be. Ryan's going to spin the wheel and tell us what it ends up on. And, uh, are we ready? Everybody? Do we, do we just say Avengers just to make the seven short, just Avengers, <laughs> Steve Avengers, just to be like, boom, done. Yeah. No, well, Steve Avengers, the easy way out. And you're allowed to say <laughs> Steve Avengers, but I will shame you for it. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Just making ground <laughs> rules. Just ground rules. And, and when, when we'll go and like one at a time, and you can't say something that's already been said. All right. Ooh, we can't all, right. all say Steve Avengers, right? Oh, damn. All right. <laughs> and uh, for all you guys out there who are listening to this episode on YouTube, let us know what you would splash this guy in, or this guy or gal in. Uh, or alien, tree, creature, whatever have you, uh, in the comments below as to what affiliation you would want to slash him in, okay? So I'm going to now spin the wheel. Oh, I'm so excited. Let me I tell mean, you, I, I, I could do a drum roll. I copy-pasted like the roster that you sent me, Shane, of just all the characters into this freaking wheel, and it, it looks ridiculous. Okay, so oh, uh, we have the, uh, uh, the first uh, character for uh, Splash Mountain, or whatever we're calling the segment, is uh, Ursa Major. Oh! Oh, man! Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Topical, well, topical. Ben, I mean, I think Ben has to start. Ben loves Winter Guard. So you've played Ursa Major more than any of us combined, surely. I, um, I have. I've played him zero times. Lucas, have you played him even once? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Ryan, I know you haven't played him. I, so. I He's the bear, right? <laughs> He's the bear. <laughs> he is the bear. Um, yeah, my, my boy Ursa Major. Um, I absolutely love Ursa Major. Um, and are you ready for this? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ursa Major. Ready? In 
a force. Oh, I want, I, I want, I, I thought about going and going, you know, Steve, uh, because who doesn't love a turn one charge with a bear, uh, turn one charge with bears mm. is amazing. But, um, Ursa major wants his bear arm brawler, his spender, his auto stagger, auto throws size four, seven dice, that if you're me, you'll get two hits, but who cares? You're throwing Malekith, you're staggering him, it's going to be amazing. Uh, you want you want lots of power. You want lots of power. Um, and Ursa Major also loves getting slapped. So anytime uh, you can feed him more power, um, or he can help feed the rest of the team. I think Ursa Major, surprise fit in A-Force. I love it. Let's do it all the time. Bear in A-Force. Wow, that was beautiful. I'm just telling so, you, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Lucas, do you want to go for it? Go next, or do you want me to go next? I'll, I'll go. Uh, right. <laughs> totally, as soon as I uh You're going to steal what I'm thinking. As so soon as he said Air Force, I was like, oh, no, because that's exactly what I would have said. Oh. Uh, but I think that um, I look at his card, and he looks like Convocation would be another uh, great option. He's got the... He's got the four Mystic Defense, so he can. He's a little more tanky there, and his aggressive range um, just gets a little better when he gets that bump before, uh, before or uh, after. I'm not sure the timing on the the bump uh, from the Bar with Nord- No Doors card, but um, he just gets your in your face a little quicker with that. So I think, like uh, I think, um, looks like a good spot in Convocation. Wow, that is way better than what I was thinking. Um, so, I mean, I, I was torn between two, but you got to pick one. I can't cheat here. And I'm going to say that he he would be a nice... Uh, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that four is such a competitive spot, I think Kingpin, Criminal Syndicate, mm. uh, like a big, chonky bear sitting on points. Uh, he's got the aggressive to kind of make up for his, for his lack of speed. And I, honestly, it really just comes down to... Because my other option that I was going to say was shield and getting a double aggressive every time he gets hit, mm. which could be kind of funny. He's like permanently in your face, but I, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of, of an Ursa major sitting on a point with, uh, with, um, with counting his two and, and just being a big beefy boy. But I love, I love the convocation shout because of that, that mystic defense. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And you know, side sidebar, right? Uh, who who would not believe uh, a wizard bear? I mean, that all that, check, <laughs> that that checks out, man. I I love it. Got to give him like a wizard cap or something. And <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, just get that little little cap on his head. Sprinkle some dust behind him. Yeah, perfect. Wow. So that's the first splash central splash mountain, whatever you want to call it. We'll come up with a name, <laughs> guys. Put in the comments what we should call this segment. I like and, Splash uh, Mountain. <laughs> I, I, I really like Splash Mountain too. <laughs> um, yeah, we're probably going to do Splash Mountain. If you guys think you have something better than that, put it in the YouTube comments. Um, I'd be I'd be delighted to uh, to hear all of it. So the Splash um, Zone. Oh yeah, Splash Zone. <laughs> oh Splash Zone. Yeah, that's a good one. Splash Zone. Splash Zone. I think it's just an awesome <laughs> ride. It's just a ride you can't get off. Yeah. Anyway, Ryan, sorry. We're we're hijacking you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's go with uh, Steve Avengers, because who doesn't like a turn one charge, right? Um, 
<laughs> no, I'm I'm kind of kidding. You had to be that uh, guy. Like, yeah, has to I'm that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, I was thinking like Shadowland Daredevil, but now that I'm looking at it, I don't I don't really see much synergy going on there. Um, I don't know. Three out of four ain't bad, right? I mean, I don't. Th- mine was barely. A, it's just big bear, big strong beefy bear, seven health, <laughs> Kermis, yeah. or Kingpin Syndicate. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I mean that that was that was fun. Yeah. When in doubt, Steve Avengers. I yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be every week. There's gonna be a Steve Avengers. Yeah, I feel like that's a that's a given. All right, so I guess we can move on to our next segment here. And uh, Shane, this is uh, this is gonna be all about you, I guess. Uh, t- you made top sixteen with Spider Foes. Congratulations. Uh, Thank the, you. the king of the the king of the foes, the king of the spider foes, uh, king king spider. That doesn't work. King um, goblin. King goblin. Goblin king. Goblin king. I think I hate hey. that. No, no, <laughs> I love is. it. I love it. There it is. Yeah, the goblin king. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, so tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I I played my top thirty-two game. Um, I kind of didn't, ex- well, I didn't expect to make top 32 and then I made top 32 and I didn't expect to win then. So now I'm in top 16. I, uh, I played against, um, Simon Hall, uh, who is from, I think he placed second in the Oceana bracket this season. Um, and he, he's, he's a brotherhood player. And, um, this game was streamed over at, uh, U- I think, I believe it's youtube.com slash simple math gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an Australian channel, um, and th- they've been streaming some games for for the cut in season eight. So go give them a look. I, I know they've streamed at least one or two other games since this one, but I think mine was the first one they streamed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I played against Brotherhood, and I'll go over the game really quickly. I'm not going to do like a deep bat rep, but because you can go watch it if you're super curious. Um, it was. Uh, I think we played on hammers and what was the other one we played? I'm already like completely forgetting. Um, demons. Yeah, it was demons. Yeah. Thank you for remembering my game for me, Lucas. I can't remember it clearly. Um, it was, it was hammers and demons and, uh, I had prio and I actually usually love getting prio with hammers, uh, with my foes because I can, um, I can trap one side with Sinister Traps and then grab the other side with first activation. And that's usually a pain in the butt for some teams. Uh, would not have been a pain in the butt for Brotherhood. Uh, like Juggernaut can very easily like run and grab that. And I think on the other side, he had um, he had Mystique or something. He had a Long Mover, I believe. That, that Long Movers also give, uh, give Sinister Traps problems. So um, I ended up just... Uh, I, I see he has Mystique on the other side. I think he took um he took Magneto, Juggernaut, Mystique, Hood, and um Toad. And I took Green Goblin, Cassandra Nova, um Mysterio, Lizard, and uh, maybe my Toad as well. How many points was that? Uh, the Venom. You, you're forgetting. Venom. Oh, you, you forgot your, you for, you Venom, forgot your MVP. Venom was your whole team that game. <laughs> yeah, that, that was insane. Yeah. Yeah, I think I blacked out, guys. I don't remember anything <laughs> about this game. 
Yeah, um, should, should we take over at this point? Tell your game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I took Venom. Venom was amazing. Um, so what happens? I, I just want to highlight what happened early on and kind of how, like, because I think it paints a picture of how the game actually went went down. I I I know he has Mystique on the other side, and I know he has Deception, mm-hmm. and I've played against Deception like so many times, um, because I I kept playing against Shadowland Daredevil players who were running it in the um in the in the six rounds before cut and uh i mean i've gotten pretty good at playing against it uh and i so i threw up blizzard to grab one hammer and i and i the where i had him positioned mystique would have had to double move to get the deception off and then magneto would have had to move and then he wouldn't get his rerolls so he wouldn't get him within two he'd only get one attack onto lizard maybe he'd throw something at him but it would be like pretty low odds and hood would have had to move to get one attack off. And then I think there was like toad and that was it. So I was pretty decently confident that lizard was going to weather the storm. All he had to do is live that turn. And then next turn I have prio, he's going to throw Magneto and just book it and heal. And uh, Magneto walks up and he spikes five damage on the lizard <laughs> and um, lizard basically just poops his pants and uh <laughs> he gets a day's turn one he has to invest like almost no resources whatsoever into killing lizard which is like the whole point um so i've just basically delivered a hammer to him and on the other side i was so confident in lizard not dying that the only other character i had on the opposite side to grab the other hammer was cassandra nova who was opposite juggernaut uh and that's a really terrifying prospect but I'm like, if I don't grab this hammer, Juggernaut's going to grab it, and I'm going to be at a point deficit all game. And I'm pretty sure Nova can survive one hit. She should survive one hit from from Juggernaut. She's got seven health on her healthy side. She is a five threat <laughs> in in some ways. Uh, so I I bite the bullet, and it's like the the situation I'm in is like I have to do really gross, like ugly turns with Nova the first two rounds um, to make up for this situation with Lizard. So Nova walks over, grabs the hammer, Juggernaut rolls up, punches her in the face, and then throws her behind him. Um, and she lives. She takes like four damage, which is like pretty average. Um, and then he slides back towards me. And I, because I just did damage, I just took damage. I'm able to do my tricks and traps. I think it's like psychic distraction for her. And I like I do a damage to Jug because he has no power to shrug. And then I like move down and then I have Pryo turn two. And the first thing I have to do, and this is what I mean when I say it feels really gross and like it felt terrible doing it. I just had to use Nova first activation to just double move away from Juggernaut towards the middle. So like Nova's effectively not really in the game the first two rounds. Um and then Venom kind of uh, kind of just started walking up. He like dazes Mystique. He throws Magneto away. Juggernaut runs over, hits Venom. Venom snacks and does like six damage or some insane thing to Juggernaut. And basically the rest of the game is is Venom kind of just slowly killing Simon's team. Um, but I think the big takeaway from this for me was sometimes when you're like when you're losing and you're in a, like a really disadvantageous situation, you have to do like moves sometimes. You have to take turns that just feel awful 
uh, th- but are ultimately kind of necessary to get back into the game. And I think, I don't know. Do you guys know what I'm talking about when I say this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I, that's that's the hardest part of of falling behind early in Crisis Protocol and in other games too, like miniatures games, is is having to like take those ugly turns. Um, even if it's good for you, it just it feels so bad. But um. I think the craziest, the highlight of the game was uh, Magneto hitting Venom and then Venom doing so many snacks back and one-shotting Magneto, uh, <laughs> which is just I've, absolutely I've, insane. <laughs> I've, I've felt that pain too many times. <laughs> I've never seen that happen before. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was an insane game. Uh, it was really close, like down to the wire. Uh, shout out to Simon. He was a great opponent. And uh, now I got to play Mad Alex Web Warriors. So um, Web Warriors for Spider Foes. We haven't played yet at the time of this recording. And if I win, then I have to play uh, Lucas here. Um, so there's really no easy way out of this one for me. Uh, it's been a, it's been a really fun run, and I, I hope I can continue to give the pod updates on this run. Other than you know, I lost and I'm out. So uh, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much all. Uh, on that game pretty much it, i mean <laughs> it was it, it was well, i i think for me one of the, the craziest things about that game was venom on turn three if i'm re- remembering correctly takes three characters out dazes three characters yeah moves one removes one and is like one or two damage away from removing toad <laughs> it's like Oh, all right. I mean, Venom just kills the entire board. Cool. I've uh, never had a game with Venom like that before, ever. I've played a lot of Venom, too. And he's never done that for me before. It was amazing to watch. It's just like, what is Ed listening to the commenters or the commentators uh, who were all just laughing hilarious? <laughs> it was just like, oh, and Venom's about to kill somebody else. Cool. <laughs> like, uh, it, was, it was bonkers. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to you, Ben, about my Venom. Like, Venom, and everybody who plays Foes seems to say this, too. Like, Venom just feels like, like, sometimes Venom just doesn't come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that game, he came through. He came through enough so that he doesn't need to come through for a long time for me, and I'll <laughs> keep him on my roster. So, so, Lucas, hot take. If you if you play uh, if you play Shane, just don't hit Venom, and you'll be fine. You're, you're, just don't hit Venom. You know, not like you got a big scary kitty cat over there um, who could explode him, but that's fine. You know, it's uh, you know, just don't hit Venom and you'll you'll do just fine. Uh, there might be some moment. There might be a moment in the game where uh, he forces me to hit Venom. <laughs> I'm worried about that. Yeah. So. Oh boy. Yeah. Just kill him, and then he can't hit you back. <laughs> it's that easy. That's true. Just be Venom. Yeah. And, it, and the funny part about that game with Simon is it was against Brotherhood. And I was always throwing Magneto away and Magneto's turns were just ending up like partially because of like getting thrown away and partially because, you know, he got one shot on his own turn at one point. I never even had to use brace. Mm-hmm. I never used brace yeah. that game. So it was like, I don't even feel like I had to play against the brotherhood thing, you mm-hmm. know, where things are getting thrown at you every five seconds yeah, I don't know. It was uh, it was pretty weird. The last thing I would say is you just have an amazing brother anti brotherhood coach. It's just uh... I have played against a lot of brotherhood <laughs> yeah. thanks to you, Ben. I mean, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's funny because just... I've I've probably beaten your brotherhood like once out of like ten or fifteen times we've played the matchup. 
Um, and Simon was no slouch. He, he was a great player. Mm-hmm. He did really well. I think his only loss before this was Morgan Reed. Mm, so yeah. basically, I'm I'm just like Morgan Reed in <laughs> yeah, that you, sense, right? The math checks out. <laughs> yeah, the, the math checks out. <laughs> I mean, do the math, right? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I think All I've right. got nothing else to say about this game. <laughs> I've got nothing else to say. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, move into some news now. Uh, as plenty of our listeners probably know, uh, Human Torch is going to be coming to Marvel Crisis Protocol soon. So potentially, uh, let's take a look at his data card and give the some... Uh, yeah, the original, the original. The OG Human Torch. Yeah. So it's not uh, that Fantastic Four weirdo. No. No, no. Yeah, so uh, who wants to go first with their potentially hot takes about the human? Oh! Uh, yeah, some, someone take this. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's S.H.I.E.L.D. affiliated, um, and he's a three threat. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess his, I don't want to just like read a stat line, but I'll do it a little. Yeah. Um, he's a three threat uh, uh, defensive stat line of three, four, two. So. Um, weak against the mystic good against the energy as you'd expect average against physical he's got five health in his healthy side five health in his injured side so he's a bit flimsy uh overall he's got a uh, a beam three gainer uh called burn baby burn um uh but it can it, it gives off a wild incinerate trigger which i think is really good mm-hmm. um his nova burst which is beam two um there's not a lot of beam twos in the game. Yeah. Uh, can you guys think of another beam two? Uh, there is, in fact, zero. Is this the first one? Yeah. This is the first beam two. Yeah. Um, this attack is pretty cool. It's uh, basically it's it's only four. It's one powered like base um, and it's four dice on a beam two. But you can pay up to seven additional power and effectively get one die for each power that you spend. Um, so, I mean, at its cap, it's an eight power, <laughs> 11 dice beam to attack. Hey, that sounds um, pretty good. Not not sure if you want to spend that much power on on that. Uh, but, I mean, like having it be like three power even. And, and you know, or I guess it would, if it's three power, it's a six dice attack. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. There's, there's going to be ways to power dump with this character, but it's got superpowers that are uh, interesting, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, ben, I know you're super duper excited about one in particular. Hold me back, coach. <laughs> tell tell us back. which one it is and why. It, what your feelings are on it? Yeah. So uh, the the superpower I, I, I want to talk about is uh, is too hot to handle. Uh, is a active superpower that is three uh, three power. And it says choose an enemy character within two of this character, and the chosen character drops one asset token it is holding. We have we have now another drop and uh, drop an extract character. Um, now I, I have been human and Han over uh, over these types of abilities really since they first come out. I think it, it is as much as I'm going to complain about it here in a second. I think this is the best version of it to date. Um, you know, the other characters that come into mind, um, Enchantress, Black Cat, and Voodoo. Uh, yeah, I, I think this yeah. is definitely worse than those. Th- well, now that Enchantress is an action, I don't know. Yes. Um, yeah. But Enchant- this is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, 
Enchantress is, uh, you know, before it was a problem because it wasn't uh, it wasn't an action. They fixed it. Um, Black Cat is kind of challenging. I think the worst offender of all of these characters um, is Voodoo, um, but that's probably for another podcast of my loathing of, of Voodoo, um, of how much I hate that character. Um, but um, too hot to handle is really not not that bad um the range two um three cost drop and making it that it's specific to assets so like on spider uh um, on spider uh infected you, you can't make people drop that there's a couple extracts that you can't make drop um so it won't you know maybe you don't take human torch there um it, it just potentially for me snowballs. There's a world where most likely Human Torch is probably affiliated not only with Shield but also probably with Avengers. Um, and as we said earlier with Steve, um, there's a potential where you can take Steve, Black Cat, Voodoo, <laughs> um, and be in affiliation and just do some really awful things with Legacy Virus. I don't know if Lucas, you've come against the the Steve Legacy Virus shenanigans on on your your climb to the mountaintop um but it's rough uh it, it's rough and um yeah so I, i'm i'm not super happy with it i think it's the best that we've seen so far in terms of drop it abilities but um I'd, I'd like to see if they if they made black cat and voodoo something very similar um to being extremely specific um i'd be a happy happy camper but mm -hmm. lucas what do you think of uh of human torch uh i think uh he's a he'd be a fun character to play i don't know if he makes my 10 anywhere i'm not sure i haven't done enough thinking on him but i do like the uh, reactive ability it reminds me of bullseye like mm -hmm. where except it's on a push or a throw now the push or throw is typically optional on a lot of characters that would attack him uh but it's always nice to have your opponent uh, need to think about it. Do they push them off and take the damage? And maybe they can't because they're at one health left. And uh, similar with like Bullseye or Baron Zemo with those uh, reactionary hit like hitbacks. So um, I think uh, I, I like when characters are low health and attacking my guys and have to think about um, the uh, if, if it's worth it to even do that. So I, I think he'd be a fun character to play. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, as somebody that's been, like, kind of interested in S.H.I.E.L.D., um, I was hoping he'd be... Like, this. he definitely strikes me as kind of a... Like, he's not, like, an offensive, like, juggernaut, and he doesn't have any, like, outside of two outs of handle. There's not, like, a ton of control here. He throws out, like, incinerate really easily. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he's got some, you know, he's got hit and run, so his, his action economy isn't too bad. Um, it is nice that shield can get a uh, a little bit more energy in there, and I think he, he could potentially have a place in shield, especially with his tactic card. That um, I'm going to be honest, I don't have it pulled up, and I don't have it on Cerebro here. Let but me, hit... let me put it right there for you. Boom! Oh, wonderful! You're so prepared. You're so <laughs> prepared. So this is it's called a new age. Uh, he spends three power. It's an active card. He spends three power to play the card. Um, and each enemy character, then three of them, gains incinerate. And this round, when allied shield characters are attacking uh, a character with the incinerate special condition, if the attack type is energy, you add two dice to the attack roll. So 
Oh, man, off the top of my head, um, Hawkeye, Iron Man. I mean, Widow has some energy. Uh, I'm trying to think who else has energy and affiliation. I'm totally oh. blanking. There's not a lot. Anybody the, with the, uh, the initiative? The original Human Torch. Oh, yeah, and the original Human Torch, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, and I mean, potentially with the initiative, yeah. that card, you could you could maybe create some, I shudder to say, I mean, people don't love that card, but there's definitely something out there that's probably pretty annoying with, with a new age and Human Torch. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it seems like it's like not everybody's taking hawkeye in their shield rosters too and i think that he'd be one of the big beneficiaries of this card um so i think if you're running a new age and stuff like you kind of have to like think about it in the list construction or the roster construction and have a plan for it because it's obviously something that's going to be better on like a like a narrow crisis like a gamma or a demons downtown like obviously demons downtown would be pretty excellent with that card but uh, any other thoughts on on human torch I, I think uh, he's like a, I think he's like a, uh, a he reminds me of a three threat bullseye is just what I, the vibe I get from him. He just has, everything is a little bit better than what bullseye offers. Uh, a lot of things are very similar Too hot to handle. I don't know. That's maybe it's like a once a game thing, maybe. So, um, yeah, I think he just, he just looks like a three threat bullseye to me. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's fair. I mean, if you're right, Ben, and he ends up being Avengers affiliated, I'm sure there's there's going to be some cheesy builds that involve him and Voodoo and you know Black Cat and Toad. Yeah, um, that'd just be oppressive. Yeah, I mean, we kind of already see it, but uh, yeah. you know, an- another source of it could be uh, scary. Um, well, and what's yeah. interesting, I I actually really love. Um, so just uh, it, it's actually kind of funny. Um, I, I thought about it a little bit earlier today where you can do a new age um, and with the initiative and bring in vision. Um, and so now vision is shield affiliated and he's got some throws, but he also has a four, a range four uh, energy beam. Um, yeah. That's now seven, that's now seven dice against someone who's incinerated. Man, uh, vision and- should be shield. Affi- I've, I've ranted about this to you before, Ben. He's literally on the sit rep card. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, just make him affiliated. He'd be so good in shield. Yeah, he would. He'd be great. Um, and, you know, fun, fun, teachable moment. Um, the original comics, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's, this has been changed in some of the newer stuff. Um, but the original Human Torch, uh, Jim Hammond's chassis, he, he's an android, so he's not a person. He's mm-hmm. an android. And they use his android body uh, to create vision. Uh, and so there's just really a lot of funny things to me when I put vision and human, to- the original human torch on the board, uh, together, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm sure there's an awkward conversation between the two of them and going, Hey, wait, that's like my body. What are you doing? Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's just a, a fun, fun fact too. Uh, besides some, some neat synergy be- between the two. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Lucas, you are. You are doing the thing. You are out here grinding in the TTS Season 8. So we have got a a few questions here just uh, asking you pretty much about your run. Uh, I guess first and foremost, congratulations on making it this far. Um, It is quite the accomplishment to make it this deep into uh, the MCP TTS League. 
So uh, I don't know. Shane, is there any any of the questions here that you have that you want to start out with? Uh, I guess I have one question that I didn't even write in here. Um, so like uh, you, you started in, in this season running um, like a mixed roster of Shadowland Daredevil and Kingpin, Criminal Syndicate. Yeah. And uh, with the cuts, you took off Shadowland Daredevil. I mean, Malekith has now made its way into your roster. Um, what kind of went into the decision of taking off Shadowland Daredevil? Uh, I just, uh, okay, so I started, uh, so what, I guess, I'm going to bring it back a little bit. Um, okay. I I went four and two in season seven. And uh, looking at my tiebreakers, I was I was the best placed i was the highest placed player to not make top cut and and uh and uh that was the that was unfortunate um your next opponent is like the player who eliminated me from uh making top cut by beating me in the sixth (laughs) round so uh i'll I'll do it for you i'll do it for you that's right and uh and right after that right right when top cut was uh going on is when shadowlands daredevil came out and i was like all right well i've been playing avengers for four months now i'm gonna just try something new and it turned out uh, so this was before anyone knew how good of a leadership he was and, and how good of a teams he could create. And so I, I just jumped on there and I started doing really well with them. And, uh, and I liked the, the play style a little differently than Avengers. And so that's what I decided to bring into, into the cut. I knew uh, Kingpin, I knew, I had some friends who were like, well, how do you beat Kingpin on Scoundrels? And and the, their, their thinking was, well, you just bring Kingpin. And so I listened to them and I brought <laughs> Kingpin as well. And, uh, and then, so I, uh, yeah, I was able to go two and one in my first three games. And, um, and then, uh, Malkith came out and everyone was super hyped on him. I had Baron Zemo was like a staple in my Shadowlands, uh, what I bring with Shadowlands because I loved that double reroll. One of them is skull and then you pay for the full reroll. So you're, you can unlock the skull. Um, and if that unlock, if when you reroll that skull and it unlocks into a blank or a shield, you get to add it to your full reroll. And it just meant like when I'm rolling dice with Zemo, I'm like expecting five out of five successes. And I'm just, he's just hitting uh, pretty hard for a three threat. And so I was like, all right, I have, I have him. I have Bullseye, who is Cabal Criminal. And so Malekith, um, bringing Malekith in was easy to do. And uh, so I just had to figure out uh, how that uh, how to swap that in. And I I don't remember actually now thinking about it. I think I I kept uh, Shadowlands uh, and I and I left Kingpin out um, to do that. And uh, I don't remember exactly if that if that's correct. I just that's what I think happened. And then I ended up running 18 threat on those last three games, and I just brought the same four squad, which was Malekith, Angela, Baron Zemo, Mystique, and they were uh, scary enough that my that uh, on the mid on the midboard turn one that my opponents were uh, hesitant to grab the hammers, and it just let me pick up the hammers and. Um, either maintain the point leads or just like like uh keep the game at parity until i was able to just beat them like take take the parity away from them and and win out the game uh so yeah that's uh uh malekith was just it's just too strong of a character more than seven threat um and so i uh 
I went with I was going with Malkith, and then I guess that's that's how I got there. Yeah, and I I know that Ben Ben you played against Lucas's roster, and it was like you switched your roster from Brotherhood to Wakanda, and of course you run into the one thing you can't reroll again. Yeah, so I uh, I I was really happy. Uh, you know, I was moving away from that which was you know my normal of of Brotherhood, and it was like yeah, like oh, there's just some like goofy stuff I could do with Wakanda. I was you know practicing a lot of games. I was like oh, that's great. Uh, Malekith was not out on the TTS while I was doing my practice games. And there was like some weird timing of like when we finalized our, our rosters and like when Malekith was out and my own schedule. So I was like, ah, he can't be that bad. Right. Like he can't just, (laughs) you know, he can't be that bad. Even looking at his card, like, ah, that's fine. And, uh, I see Lucas, you know, sees he's got the Malekith. I'm like, oh, maybe he doesn't have a lot of games with him. He probably doesn't even bring them, right? That's <laughs> that's fine. Uh, and then we get matched up, and it's Malekith against Jug or uh, against Hulk, and in Wakanda, I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, I got all these re rolls. Man, he can't <laughs> survive all these rolls. Like, oh, I fail basic reading 101, um, <laughs> and can't re roll into Malekith. They're like, well, this is real bad <laughs> and it's funny because uh, that i i mean you played that wakanda roster against me mm-hmm. and it's kind of a shame that it, it basically like because that was your second loss so yeah. you were out and then you stopped playing it so it was kind of just like there and gone but that roster was you were killing me with that roster in practice games it was very scary i love but that roster a, a, a malekith killer apparently um it is not and it, it was terrible matchup for you but but Lucas, you ran that list, that Angela, Mystique, uh, Zemo, Malekith list. You said all three games uh, after the, the the week three swap. Um, yeah, yeah. So can you talk to us, like, before we get into the cut stuff, like, what what was your, what, obviously, three long movers in Malekith, but what else about that did you, did you really just, like, 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 jive with, I guess? Uh, I just, um... I think it was, well, I mean, the, the 18 threat just came up each time. So yeah, it was yeah. easy to just be like, all right, well, this worked the first time. And so I'll just do the same thing again. And actually, it was um, it was pretty cool going into my fourth game. Or it was my fourth game, so against you, uh, right, Matt? And uh, I had only played one or two games with Mal or one against, so it was still new with him. But the, I played a game the night before on Infinity hammers and we played at 18 or yeah i think because we played madman hammers or something like that no we played i think it was infinity we played infinity so i played madman i played madman hammers on the exact same map that we played on and i was in the exact (laughs) same deployment line so it was i could not believe it when (laughs) when we ended up in the situation we were in where i was like holy crap i literally just played this game yesterday so just do this exact same thing again and uh and so, yeah, it just, the, the team itself is, like you said, like three fast movers. My slowest character is Malekith. Um, <laughs> and so it was, uh, they all can, um, I can grab a hammer. I can scare the one side with Angela enough where I can just do a long move, hit, and then throw uh, a size four terrain or something. So I wanted to put Angela on the side that had like a big terrain to throw. And then um, they are scared enough to not pick up that hammer right away. Or if I had priority, I could just scoop it up with Angela and retreat back. Uh, and then on my other side, I have the Mystique Malekith um, 
and like threat so that I can just so they're terrified of grabbing that hammer too. And uh and then I have Baron I mean I Malekith I mean if things don't work out, Malekith grabs a back hammer and moves to the back point and we just wait till turn two and if or or if he does get the uh, de- if we do get the deception off, then um we we send Baron Zemo to grab the back hammer and just with Baron Zemo with a full reroll on six dice is, is even better than Baron Zemo with five dice. So, <laughs> uh, so it's i uh, I'm okay with uh, Baron Zemo wasting the power turn one to get the hammer, because I know that I'm gonna, probably going to get a daze in which case Baron Zemo will get that power refunded. So on turn two, he's got his charge back online. And that's uh, the general idea on what uh, that turn one kind of setup w- looked like. And it, mm. and it obviously worked. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty nasty list. I, I actually don't know. Do you still have Angela in the roster? No, I, I got rid of her. I think that overall she is um, a little too flimsy for the amount of threat. Like she is only has 13 health for a five threat. And it's just not enough health per threat when I, uh, um, to she can just die really quickly. And she almost did a couple of times I, that last game to get me into the top cut. Uh, she, Angela just like pulled a miracle off, lived on one and like almost, or basically one shot X 23 or something, something like that. And, uh, and that only reason I won was because she did both those things. So it was a little too close of a call. And, uh, and that's so, uh, she doesn't fit with my new, my new overall game plan. And so that's why she's gone. Okay. So talk to us about the new game plan then. I mean, what's, what else is different and, and like, what's the new approach? Well, okay. Without, without so, sharing all your secrets. I know. It's all, uh, how do we beat you? How do we beat you? <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, let's see. So I made it, made it top cut, which was the goal. Uh, when I started this grind back after the last season ended, I, um, I put in so many games. I was probably playing five games a week or so in the off season um in like with the goal to do this to make top cut so to make top cut it was i was extremely happy with uh with my performance this season so far and so i had to make a new roster i had to change i wanted to change things up i wanted to try to like be able to answer all the questions that could get thrown at me going into uh from all the different lists and uh and i was going with shadowlands daredevil Malekith again because I had a lot of familiarity with Shadowlands and Malekith was just is just a strong piece. So, um, but then I got to talking with a few other players in my local meta and um, and one of them basically just said, "Okay, that's I mean that's great. The list is good, but how do you beat Pat Dunford?" And I was like, "Hmm, that's a good question. I have no idea how I would beat Pat with this list. I I don't know if I could." And I then did a lot more thinking and then I brought what I, uh, and then I changed it up to what I have now, which is a Kingpin Malekith list that also splashes Juggernaut and Hulk. Um, and, um, as like more big guys. And I was at the end, I mean, I was, ha- I was like, all right, I think like, I have the tools to beat, uh, like that, that terrifying guardians Thanos list. So going into the top cut, I was like thinking, how do I beat Pat? <laughs> uh and so um yeah and so then i felt like my list had a bunch of different scenario plays and it had a bunch of different attrition plays and i'm just happy with uh all the different questions that it presents before the characters uh hit the table you know when i was making my roster for cut after i make cut 
nobody asked me that question. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't think I would have had an answer for, for it. So, like, um, you, you did. Who did you play in the top 32? I, I'm totally forgetting. Uh, all right. Well, I, I remember I played an X-Men player. Uh, I'm not remembering their name. Ra- uh, Red Cathal. Okay. I, I believe he he is um from the UK. I think he went five and one uh, just like I did. And yeah, so he was running X-Men with Malekith. And so we played on, we drew up. I won priority. I chose my secures. We got scoundrels and I, and we got scoundrels and spiders. Yeah, that's what we got. And so with 10 points on the board, I knew I was running, I was probably going to run Kingpin, the just Kingpin criminals and just try to score out as quickly as possible. And, uh, and uh, the question really was like, do I also bring Malekith? Like, do I take out Jugs and Bullseye or something, some sort of combo like that? And, and do I run uh, Malekith instead? And I, uh, and I decided not to, and I thought that if he did bring Malekith, because he had Malekith in his list, that I would just just continue the game plan, score it as quickly as possible. Malekith can't be everywhere at once. Uh, um, but ultimately, he didn't bring Malekith. And when our models hit the board, or when we revealed our uh, lists, I I think I basically won the game at that point. I, there, I just, if, as long as I didn't make any massive blunders, uh, I was going to go up on points on turn one, and like and most assuredly i would have uh just maintained parity from the rest of the game or close to it enough to uh enough for it me to just win before he can catch up and i, I don't know i mean the game kind of went exactly like that i just protected my pieces and i think i only dazed domino in the entire game because i just uh she just needed to go down because she was a, a high damage person a high damage uh, character and she could do nasty things to my to my character, so I didn't want to let that happen. But I mean, other than that, I was just like, how do I maintain the points I'm at and protect my pieces? And and so the game was pretty, uh, it was over pretty quickly. I didn't get to catch much of that game. I only got a, a little bit of it, I think. Um, I don't know if I got streamed. Did it get streamed anywhere? Do you know? Yeah, the Danger Room. Uh, the Danger Room hosted it. Okay, so it's probably up on their YouTube. So if you guys want to watch uh, his game against X-Men in the round of 32, you can go check that out on the Danger Room channel. Uh, either Danger Room or Chewy, I would assume one one of those two channels probably. I think Chewy streamed it on his, so I think it would be. I think it's on his channel. Okay, <clears throat> and I think Chewy's streaming my next game too. So all the more reason. Lucas, I I have a, a question for you. One of the things that we saw at Nashcon as kind of a an anti tech uh, to to the Cabal Malekith, or really that that leaning heavy into the Malekith is uh, something that Morgan Reed is, has brought, and he's been you know, talking a whole bunch at, at the Strike, uh, Strike Better podcast, um, which is Sam Avengers with, uh, with the emphasis on Hulk and recalibration matrix. Uh, how, would you, how do you plan for that matchup? Uh, okay, well, I, um, I have been taking this one game at a time this whole season. Uh, I... Uh, I my my general process going into each week is I just build a a spreadsheet of all the I'm like a I'm like an Excel like kind of nerd about this but like I build like a a spreadsheet of all the different threats and uh and scenarios that will come up and what if I have priority if I don't and what that looks like and what I think they'll bring what I think I should bring and and things like that 
And so I just take it week by week. And um, and so I haven't invested too much time into thinking about that matchup, especially because our lists are locked. I can't like change anything in preparation for that. I just have to use the pieces I, I chose. And so uh, I haven't spent too much time about that. I, uh, I, I am worried about that matchup. I think that um, I think that I have to make a incredibly smart uh, decisions right away with just building the roster and make sure I, I, I think like I need to have a, an amazing turn one. Um, and, uh, and it's, and I have to just uh, watch out for those, the, the gameplay errors. I think like, I think the list is incredibly strong and I think I just have to make sure I uh, capitalize on any misplays that, um, that come up and it's just a, it's just a tough list to play against. So uh, we'll see if, uh, we'll see if I meet him in the finals. I mean, that's just it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. It, it's, it's a, it's a tough list. Not even, you know, not just piloted by, you know, a great player and Morgan Reed, but I think the list itself that we're seeing kind of more of a resurgence of Sam, um, you know, not doing the Sam spam, but kind of leading more of a, um, expectation going to run in into Malekith um, a whole bunch more and those single extracts that Sam led teams can really uh, take advantage of. And so uh, I'm sure you, you'll, you'll, you'll do great. You got to plan for it. Uh, I might just, you know, hire you for some uh, of those Excel sheets for some of my games next season. Um, you know, <laughs> if, if, if you're, if you're on, you know, uh, retainer, we might, we might be able to see if we could do something about that. Cause that sounds awesome. That, that type of prep work. Um, I know I don't do it. And, uh, I, I think that's a pretty unique thing to you, Lucas. I don't know anybody that yeah. does that. Uh, and that's and awesome. You've shown me your, your spreadsheet too. And it is, let me tell you guys, it's, it's thorough. <laughs> the, uh, I, uh, I enjoy doing it. So, I mean, uh, if people are asking for matchup advice, I, uh, I am, you, I'm always willing to like say what I think, but I, the, uh, the one thing that I, uh, would caution anyone about when you're asking me for advice is that I like have deep dived on like two rosters. And so I really don't have the game experience in, uh, in more than outside of, uh, the Steve Avengers and the, and the criminal syndicate and, and now just getting into Mal, Malekith. So it's, uh, um, yeah, but, uh, it's, I enjoy doing the spreadsheet stuff. It's, it's, uh, ritual. Now it's becoming like a ritual before each game. <laughs> it's awesome. It's, uh, and, and it's obviously showing its merit. So, uh, congratulations again, man. I guess now would be the time to ask you about the flying kitty in the room. Do you think that <laughs> Malekith is overpowered or problematic in any sort of way in the, in the current like game state, or what's your opinion of this uh, this crazy cat that's flying around here? Uh, I think that uh, he is a very strong, very strong piece, and he is incredibly hard to deal with if you have don't have much experience into him. Uh, I think that before there was a recent change this week where you, you if you modify the skulls in his role that you've paid for, they're they um it doesn't check to see if they're crits again for the rest of the attack sequence. So that you can re-roll the skulls, uh, the, the, the now crits and they are, if they hit skulls, they are failures and they're not criticals anymore. So I think that dials him back quite a bit or, uh, 
it gets him closer to the seventh threat you pay to bring him on the table. I think before then he was he's almost an eighth threat uh, for the seventh threat cost. He, so he's a very strong piece, and I actually am not a big fan at all of this uh, of the narrow meta that um, that we're we f- I feel like we're in, or like the you bring two small guys and you bring two big guys kind yeah. of situation that we're finding in. I I'm not a fan of this, but I'm like I brought that's what I, that's the list I brought. So I'm I'm just dealing with the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. I think Malkith is a strong piece, and, and I'm just I brought I brought characters that support um and help him out uh so yeah i think he's really strong well here's the most important thing lucas do you have fun playing malekith is he fun um well i i enjoy playing malekith i like piloting malekith Mm -hmm. uh the role i mean rolling dice is just a lot of fun in general and he rolls he rolls a lot of dice (laughs) i i um i know that the players that i'm competing against uh, especially in this like competitive in the in the TTS league like they're they've signed up for they signed up for competitive matches yeah. or at least when they're in top cut like they know they're going to get competitive matches and they That's know true. they're going to face the best pieces and they know and they have the option to bring the best pieces and so um so I really it's hard for me to feel bad if they get oh. run over by Malekith because just uh I, I get like I don't know I I got lucky or I get a I get the right meta pick in my list um with combination things but that's just how it is and I could easily be on the other end of it and I, there's uh there'd be no complaints so um yeah I think just uh, I think I I enjoy playing the game with Malekith um but I can I can see why other people wouldn't especially when it's a not you're not playing a competitive event mm-hmm. for sure um. I wanted to ask you a little bit. You have, um, and I think pretty much anybody that's taking Malekith, uh at this stage is probably running Follow Me. There's been a lot of chatter about Follow Me lately. Do you, like, what's your take on the card? I know you didn't take it in your game against Pat, and I'd, I'd like to hear, like, your thoughts about that and, uh, and, and kind of your general thoughts about Follow Me, because a lot of people think it should be either restricted or banned. I wouldn't be surprised to see it restricted or banned, like either one, like in a future change. Um, but I, I, especially in the big boy meta, follow me is really powerful. So I, I kind of want to get your your take on that. Yeah, I think that uh, follow me. It like it, it. I feel like it breaks like a um, a core part of like this this game and maybe other skirmish games where it's like you go, I go, and uh, and I don't like that. I think I agree. I don't think the card. I or I don't think the card should like exist anymore. So get rid of it. And if it okay. did exist, I think that um, having I, someone suggested having a combined threat level of the two characters that are interacting mm. with the card. And I think that something like a like six threat or like that um, would be a good number to uh, to modify the card to be at. But I don't I don't know if AMG will do that. They've it seems like they just like ban or restrict the cards. So I would then knowing that I would then say the card should be removed from the game. Uh, but uh, so, but I mean, I'm playing it because it's the best non uh, it's the best unaffiliated card in the game. So. Mm-hmm. And you know, with the, uh, with the change you were talking about, with the cloak of shadows change and I mean, Domino's crying in the corner as we speak, <laughs> but um. 
I think that also really buffs the the recalibration matrix answer to Malekith a little bit more because it's another way for him to not be able to uh, to, to get those additional crits. Um, so pretty interesting. Uh, and I know there was also somebody talking about uh, I don't I don't know what the ruling is on this yet, but like um, if you're attacking Malekith and you get a really good attack roll and he gets a really good defense roll and he spikes on defense, if you recalibration matrix. It's. I believe you might not be able to roll your dice because you can't modify against them. So you could to keep, you could hypothetically keep your really good attack roll while forcing him to re-roll all of his successes if he spikes on defense. Yeah, um, that's that's my understanding of the rule too. Uh, the uh, how it works as well, and that's that's uh, an interesting way to play the card. I uh, I am uh, glad I played my game with Pat on Sunday uh, and not I didn't <laughs> wait until uh, today to play it because. Uh, it might not have. I mean, obviously, I'm saying that like uh, because of how my dice went, but like, and I would, I would have, of course, played a little differently if the card with with the new ruling. But um, mm-hmm. but that's just uh, yeah. So it's uh, it um, yeah. That's I, I'm glad I played my game on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I know I don't blame you. Um, so I mean, I we've kind of covered a lot of like the basic questions. I mean, I don't want to make you go through like a like a deep dive of every game that you've played so far. Um, I do want to look ahead a little bit. Obviously we have no idea. I'm sure you're just like tuned in, like thinking about this season. I can relate. I am doing the same thing while I'm still alive. And uh, I did want to ask you though, just in the off chance that you've thought about it at all. um, After this season, do you think you're going to be sticking with, with like the cabal syndicate type of thing? Is there, is there anything else that seems interesting to you that, that once you're finished grinding this season, you you might want to look into uh, kind of deep diving into that next because you you were with Avengers before and now you're with 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 the Syndicate and Cabal. So, is there anything else that's kind of piqued your interest that you want to look into? Um, there's nothing really that's like uh, that's grabbed me. I don't know. I'm I'm probably going to be taking a break for a little bit. I might not play <laughs> as might not grind as much in the off season, and uh, uh, I'm. This uh this season is like uh what a crazy ride. I'm I think I'm just gonna take a a break and play casual characters that I don't play a lot of that I've mm-hmm. painted up and uh and just do some fun things with the game. Uh, competitive games and casual games are fun for completely different reasons, and I've only been in the competitive mindset for so long at this point that uh that I need some sort of like refresh. Um and so. I'm really not sure. I'm going to just try a bunch of different things. Uh, but uh, I had, you had your question uh, previously about the follow me and, and why I didn't bring it in Pat's game. And, uh, and, oh, I, really? and I had a, uh, I did have like reasoning behind it. And I don't know if it's good reasoning, but uh, it, it's the, the reasoning I had. And it was that, um, that I knew that his 15th threat was likely going to be Thanos, Gamora, Star-Lord, which is what he ended up bringing. And I knew that my 15th threat was I had the options of going um, like Malekith, Hulk, Bullseye, but I didn't want to do that because um, because Thanos would only have to manipulate three of my characters and I would have zero characters on points. And so I needed to have I felt like I wanted to have a fourth character to kind of like uh, to prevent me from not getting a single point in a round or things like that. And so I. Um, which meant that I knew that Ma, I would be going last. Uh, I would probably be going last with one of my characters 
and I wouldn't have priority, um, uh, like unless my character I got a, I got wiped by uh, by Thanos and his crew, and so I um, that's why I didn't I didn't bring follow me because I didn't want to take priority. I wanted to go last with one of my characters to make sure I was getting a character back on the point. And typically, or like my my theory was that it would be Malekith would be the one ideally going last each round. And, um, and then, and so, uh, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't think the card fit the overall strategy I was going for, um, in the, in the game. So I didn't, I didn't end up not bringing follow me. Nice. Okay. Super interesting. I, I was, I was curious about that. Um, when I saw it, it was like, whoa, because at the time everybody was like that whole weekend, people were, I was seeing so many conversations about follow me and Malekith and then there you are not running it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that kind of wraps up like most of the questions that we had Um, again, uh, win or lose from here on out. uh, You, you've had an incredible run. Uh, You've, you've definitely, you've gotten to where you wanted to go and you you made it past there even. Um, So congrats, Lucas. Um, It's been a lot of fun playing with you this season. And if you go on and win, I call dibs uh, for crisis point (laughs) to talk to you first. And uh, yeah, I mean, is before we wrap up the episode and the interview, do you have any plugs, like anything you want to shout out or like, like a game store, like a group or anything? Uh, Well, uh, let me just say a couple of things about uh, the patch mat, the pat matchup, nothing in like really specific. I mean, I, I, I guess I could say a couple of things that I, um, big misplay early on by sending Baron Zemo up to die. I, uh, mm. I didn't think he would die that quickly, but I think that ultimately it helped me out in the game because I, he wasted two of Thanos's turns or he wasted significant portions of Thanos's turns in the first two rounds of the game. And so um, an eight threat having to spend those actions dealing with three threat ended up not being uh, the end of the world. And, and I guess it's okay, but uh, it was. I think I would have done even better if uh, if he didn't die or if I didn't send him out to his death. Um, <laughs> so just like what, what I guess what I'm saying is that like even when you win and have like one of the best uh, you play, you beat a such a great player in Pat. Like there's always lessons to be learned uh, in the games. And when I was um, I talked to my mother about the situation I'm in with this game and all that. She doesn't <laughs> understand the uh, she doesn't understand like any of the rules or anything like that. But she I'm just like she can like empathize with like my my mental state going into each match and all that. And she uh, is a big fan of like visualization. So the entire week I was thinking I was basically thinking about what I would say to the commentary crew when they came into the game after I won my match. And I kept visualizing what I, the things I would say. And, and I just kept it in my mind that uh, uh, like I kept running it over and over again. I was like, Oh, I shouldn't say that. That's kind of, I'd be kind of like mean or something like that. Or like, <laughs> or I don't want to say that. That's kind of corny and oh, blah, blah, blah. And I would just like <laughs> think about these dumb things. And I was like, and I did shout out my crew in, in that, in that video. And um, in the, after the match, because I thought about it and I, that's what I, I wanted to do when it was over. And so I think that's just something to do i think that's a uh, a great thing to do especially in in games like this is uh, help me keep calm even though when i was when i had a bad board state or when i had a good board state just helped keep a uh, mental clarity on 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 the match and kept kept me focused so i think i think that's uh 
uh, good advice for anyone who's playing. Another thing too is uh, reading your opponent's cards uh, before <laughs> the match. Uh, mm. That that is like even though you you think you know the, their cards, uh, I think that uh, like and I've I've of course I've I know Pat's cards or I think I know Pat's cards, but but reading each of them out loud to myself before the match um, helped make sure that I was like I was basically i was able to judge the match on my own and there was a situation that came up where uh he um he thought he could plucky with star lord on a dodge roll and because i just read that court card like a few hours earlier i was immediately able to recognize that that wasn't the case and uh and another uh situation came up where he wanted to play fallback after he had um after Malkith was initiating the throw from the damage on the on his ferocity attack and and that was a situation where i was able to remember the ruling the rules on fall fallback and uh and make sure that uh things were not played um in like incorrectly and so that's just another thing that any i think anyone any player could do is just read read all all the cards that could be involved in the game and uh and just make sure you're ready for it and so i did all those things uh i also i'm I'm getting like a little i'm going like off on a tangent here but um <laughs> no but it's fine it's fine like i used to watch competitive chess pretty regularly and one big thing that they had is uh is they would measure the air and temperature of the rooms that the players were playing in and so um just i would so knowing that i don't have like any sort of device that, that captures <laughs> that but just making sure that i'm uh i'm comfortable in the clothing i'm in i've got a water beside me a water beside me and uh, i'm uh i'm just as as comfortable as possible when i'm playing the match my desk is completely cleared of all of my paints and all my half painted models and uh and so i just make sure i do all those things before the match too so i think like i try to take um I try to give myself as much of an edge as I possibly can going into each match. And so I do all these little things to, uh, to help me get there. It's funny you say that because I feel like when I'm at like a real tournament, like a, like a IRL, like physical, like actual tournament where you're really there. I, I almost have like the opposite thing where it's like, everybody is uncomfortable yes. the whole day. Everybody is like sore and tired. And like you're, you're after like two rounds, and I actually feel like I really thrive off of that that discomfort. <laughs> like I, I, I like I know my opponent's tired, and I I don't know for some reason I always do better at a tournament the longer like the later in the day it is. And this is like Ryan, you you know this like from my kill team experiences. I am known to lose my first game and then to like win out the rest of the day. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I, it happens every tournament I go to. I always I swear I'm not submarining. I just it happens. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and most of the time, not at every tournament I've been to, but uh, no, I think that's really good advice. Like, be, especially like for the TTS world um, that that we're playing in for season eight, uh, get be comfortable. I mean, uh, it's probably not something that I that I consider enough. Uh, but yeah. So, was there anything else that you wanted to uh, to hit on before we close out here? Uh, I think I I don't know. I'm just gonna give a shout out to my the the same crew I did uh, on my last on my last match. So I got uh my friends that I play with uh, usually every Friday. I got Tim, DJ, and Bob, and Mike. And then we have our uh, I've got a Ontario Southern Ontario a Discord group that that kind of is like cheering me on 
and uh and so uh the, all those guys the lovable lovable misfits group and uh and just the players that are um the players that are helping me workshop each match uh it's just like it's really cool to have like uh like people willing to help me out and and uh give me some great advice and then also you Shane the uh the we're kind of like we've been kind of like cheerleading each other and and like uh doing a little bit of uh like i don't know mental prep before each match and so yeah. shout out to you for like that's uh, it's great i like it's really cool how we uh we played each other a few times before the season began and uh and then we won all of them in the regular season we won all our matches at the same time and we lost yep. our one match at the same time it's, yeah, you're right. it's a yeah. really cool ride so i'm really uh, i'm really hoping uh, you get the w and uh, you know what i think you will because after i played right mad you know he said to me i still remember this he said oh you gotta play my boy shane next you gotta play my boy shane <laughs> and uh and it's like here we go you, if you get the dub here right mad the prophet <laughs> look uh, look i can live the dream i can live the dream <laughs> That would be that would be something, honestly. And I mean, I've even said I'm playing against Matt Alex this week, who we who we we gassed up last week over all, how awesome of a player he is and how great his his Nashcon roster is. Um, it would be very cool for me to to lose to him just alone, based on the fact that I'm playing Spider Foes and he is playing Web Warriors. I mean, is there is there a better way to like come on? Like I, I don't know. Um, but I would love to. I would love to win this week and 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 get that game against you, Lucas. That would be uh, that'd be tremendous. It would be great. One of us making it to semifinals. Wow, that would be so cool. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Ryan, I, I'm going to hand it over to you, and you can you can close us out. So uh, Lucas, once again, thanks for joining us on the Crisis Point podcast. It was awesome having you. Thank you everybody for tuning in on YouTube or whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. Uh, make sure to like, comment, follow, leave a rating, all that good stuff uh, to help kind of, you know, grow the podcast. And, uh, you know, we definitely want to hear what you guys think of the stuff that we're talking about here. So make sure to leave that in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube or whatever. If you want to support us any further outside of that, you can check out our Patreon. Sometimes we have some special stuff on there for our patrons. Outside of that, thank you all for tuning into the Crisis Point podcast, and we hope to see you all again in the next one.